Hello listeners, welcome to A Writer's World. This is Sean Griffin, a poet and writer who hopes to bring some part of that world to you here on KWNK. It's a big subject and we'll see where it leads. Today's program is entitled Adrienne Rich and the Long View. I first saw the poet and essayist Adrienne Rich at a reading many years ago. She was slow on her feet, the rheumatoid arthritis having caught up with her. She sat in the auditorium with many others who had come to see the late poet and critic Hayden Carruth. She was his lifelong friend and confidant, and their worlds intersected for more than five decades. Contrary to a posthumous, salacious article about their early correspondence in the New Republic, Carruth relied on her for years of careful reading, editing, and guidance in the often troubling literary world of New England. She, along with Denise Levertov, were two of Carruth's closest friends and advocates. It was through Carruth that I came to know Rich and her family, particularly her son Pablo. He helped me to understand his mother, her passion for the art form, and the arc of her wisdom. At one point, it seemed I could not outrun her shadow. I was in an apartment in Brooklyn visiting my son, and her commencement speech to Smith College grads was in a book on the shelf. Not one to mince words, she exhorted the graduates to act with conviction. Rich formed a poetics that was framed around this foundational belief. She could not imagine a poetry that watched from the sidelines. In this, she was very much like Carruth and Levertov. She did not apologize for poems that did not conform. Rich's poetry opened the long, vile truth of misogyny to redefine the role of women in this culture. She gave voice to the experience of women throughout this turbulent period when, to be a female poet, was regarded with skepticism at best and utter dismissal at worst. She received many accolades. W.H. Auden selected her manuscript for the Yale Younger Poets series and went on to become one of the finest poets of her generation. Her work continues to haunt me, not least because she broke the tradition of male-dominated verse, but because of its veracity. Her poems resolved to look harder, deeper, into the open wound of what America was in the 1950s and onward. As is now known, it was a facade, a place in which compliance and obeisance to the prevailing norms were the expectation. In art, as in everything, she was told to follow And she did not. She could not. Listen to this excerpt from What Kinds of Times Are These? There's a place between two stands of trees where the grass grows uphill, and the old revolutionary road breaks off into shadows, near a meeting house, abandoned by the persecuted, who disappeared into the shadows. I've walked there picking mushrooms at the edge of dread, but don't be fooled. This isn't a Russian poem. This is not somewhere else, but here, our country, moving closer to its own truth and dread, its own ways of making people disappear. Her oeuvre is far too complex to summarize in a few short minutes. She was an essayist, feminist, activist, and of course a spokesperson for what could not be said by half of the population. Her many essays and poems were recently gathered in two posthumous collections, Sandra Gilbert's Essential Essays and Albert Jalpi's Selected Rich Poems, which I hope will secure her position in the world of American letters. 
But these things are fleeting. They do not come because they are warranted. I remember reading the many tributes when she died. Literally hundreds of poets were touched by her careful reading of their work. One of them, my friend Howard Levy, recalls the brilliance of her mind every time I talk to him. She asked us to write down what we wanted from her class. I wrote, get courage. She understood I was asking to write from the deepest parts of me. She was absolutely generous to me. Another friend, Melanie Parrish, said Rich's poem, Women in Honor, Some Notes on Lying, became the moral centerpiece of the second wave of feminism. She understood, Melanie said, the personal is political, and then quoted this line from Rich. I cannot lie down with a man who fears my power, who reaches for me as if for death, or with a lover who does not imagine that we are in danger. A complex, many-layered portrait emerges. You cannot describe a poet for whom the wreckage of men is commonplace any more than you can describe a butterfly. And yet, in her later work, as you will hear, the wreckage ex extended to the tyranny under which each of us live. A few days ago, my wife brought home a poem and an excerpt from Rich's interview with Bill Moyers in his The Language of Life series. The poem is a remarkable testimony to what we are facing now, the literal crisis of refugees and the metaphorical crisis each of us faces due to COVID and the excruciating intolerance in this country. The poem is deceptively, deceptively straightforward, but upon closer examination, it reveals her central thesis. Your life is a choice. You make it every day with your actions. You live as if, as if you are ruthless or you do not. It is hard to believe her words presage this moment, but in truth, these issues have been with us for the duration. And her belief in the life-saving power of poetry has been one of her core values. I cannot remember the source, but I'm paraphrasing here. She said, to write a poem is a radical act. I want to close with her poem, Perspective Immigrants, Please Note, and some excerpts from her conversations with Bill Moyers. Perspective Immigrants, Please Note. Either you will go through this door or you will not go through. If you go through, there is always the risk of remembering your name. Things look at you doubly, and you must look back and let them happen. If you do not go through, it is possible to live worthily to maintain your attitudes, to hold your position, to die bravely. But much will blind you, much will evade you, and at what cost, who knows? The door itself makes no promises. It is only a door. And here is Rich reflecting on the poem with Bill Moyers. I think in this poem what I am talking about is a choice that we can make, to move deeper into things or simply to live worthily. Maintain your attitudes, hold your position, even die bravely, but not to see what might have been seen, not to grasp what might have been grasped. And that is a choice for us all, whether in poetry or life. Our country has many truths, but certainly one of them has to be that this was never a democracy, that this was a hope of, a, of democracy, an enormous, an enormous hope for true democracy and that it failed many people from the outset, and it's failing many people now. I think more and more people feel uncared for, feel their lives are not only unvalued, but meaningless. 
Feel that though they may care for their lives, no one else will. Feel that, o- that the only way they can protect their survival and their interest is by the gun. I'm afraid that many people feel an enormous desperation which plays into the propaganda of hate. I think that poetry speaks beyond that to something different, and that's why I can bring those parts of us together that are both in dread and which have the surviving sense of a possible happiness and a possible collectivity, a possible community, a loss of isolation. Just as you must return to fire for warmth, I hope that you return to her poems for the iodine friction. They will incite, challenge, and speak, as if from a fountain of ideas rarely shared in public. She devoted a lifetime of writing and activism to revisioning this culture as a place in which women throve and men were not threatened by it, as a place where the dominant view was inclusive, where each person's voice was a magnificent oracle never to be silenced. This concludes our program on Adrian Rich and the Long View. Please join us in the Collective Ethersphere Sundays at 3 p.m. for our next Meditation on Words or stream it at kwnkradio.org. And please support your local independent bookstore. In Reno, that's Sundance Books and Music. They're open and we need them. Thank you, be safe, and spread a little kindness wherever you are.